Welcome to the Issa Rugby Podcast, where we bring you the latest news, updates, and interviews. Get more insights from the Springboks. It is the Springboks champions of the world. The Junior Box, the Blitzbox, our two national women's teams, local competitions, and more. SA Rugby's Elite Player Development Program started many years ago with the aim of creating a talent identification and development pathway for players from under 16 level at school up to under 18, then the Junior Springboks, and ultimately with the aim of representing the Springboks. Joining me for a discussion around how the EPD program works are Herman Masimla, Niku Serfontein, and Barry McDonald, all of them from the rugby department. Welcome to the SA Rugby Podcast, gentlemen. I'm going to jump straight in and uh, my first question is for Niku and this is just for some background information. What is the EPD program and how do players get selected for the EPD program? Yeah, thank you DJ. Um, thanks for having us and uh, thanks uh, for your enthusiasm as always. It's the EPD program stands for the Elite Player Development Program. It's a five-year program uh, starting at the age of 15, culminating in uh, the, the, as t- for the 20-year-olds and uh, hopefully for the SA uh, under-20 team. We, um, we have, uh, we're obviously very, very dependent on our provinces and which we have great re- relationships with. And uh, the program starts at provincial level at 15, um, which is the first of three phases. The first phase represents the under-15-16 program. The second phase um, is under-17 and 18, of which Herman Simla is in charge of, uh, culminating in the SA Schools team and program. And then, of course, where Barry sits as the academy manager, that is the EPD3 level of under-19 and 20. So our program starts at... Um, at uh, under 15 at the provinces where best talent is identified through a trialing system um, where the players then enter off-season program for possible selection for the representative teams, which is the Grant Como team. They'll have off-season and pre-season camp to scan their players um, and then hopefully get selected for the Grant Como side next year. Um, yeah, and then they come to us at uh, the end of the under 16 year at SA Rugby. We then have our first EPD1 camp where we scan the players um, and then we make re- re- uh, recommendations to our EPD2 system, which then takes the process further. And obviously, after a couple of camps and engagements, they, uh, they get selected for SA school squads and, um, and it's expected to, to perform there. You know, and on the basis of that, after the two, three-year engagement through levels one and two, Barry and his crew of the SA, SA uh, under-20 coaches then selects uh, players for the academy and for the SA uh, under-20 team. So in short, it's a, it's, a, it's a national program. We're not the only eyes and ears looking at the talent. We are very dependent. Like I said, there's almost about 350 um, leadership involved in here in various uh, formal and informal roles trying to identify the talent. Once the talent is identified and it, hap- it happens annually. So you have, you know, a specific under 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 and 20 squads. And um, 
Throughout the years and throughout the phase, phases, with strong emphasis on talent identification, the talent then gets selected um, by in form of camps and squads. They are then uh, assessed on the different um, capacities in terms of fundamental skills, uh, positional skills, strength and conditioning, nutrition, medical, even behavior and, and uh, academics. Um, once they've been assessed, they are then uh, together with the schools and with, with the provincial structures, they then um, uh, influence or develop the talent further. And uh, of course, the mechanism is there to, to track and to monitor the development of the play itself. In short, uh, mm -hmm. that is what we, what we do. We started five years ago, and it's just going better and better every year as, uh, as coaches and leadership get to know the program better. Um, thanks, Nico. I've got another question for you, which, which, which follows on the, on the previous one. And we, we often get asked by parents, what happens? My son is at a smaller rugby school, not one of the so-called, you know, top schools that, that, you know, that are spread across the country from a smaller rugby school. Do you have a system in place to ensure that this player will get recognized? Yeah, and it's perhaps important to say that we, we don't really look at under 13 players. So, uh, you know, if a kid is not picked up at under 13, we, um, we're certainly not concerned about that. We believe uh, that our starting, starting at under 15 is a more accurate uh, uh, manner of, in, in which to do it. So at provincial level, there is trials at all the provinces for under 15 teams, from smaller schools and bigger schools, to identify the necessary t talent. Um, and even at a national level, we, um, you know, and if I say trials, I don't mean just under 15, under 16, 17, 18, as they go through their trial period in uh, selecting their provincial teams, they do incorporate smaller schools and, uh, and, and rural schools, etc. At a national level, we, of course, uh, we've got three uh, big tournaments for small school kids. Uh, it's called the Summer Games and the Winter Games, uh, which is hosted by the Department of uh, Education, Sports Section, as well as the Kawi Week, which we do in collaboration with the Legends. So those, those are then 15-year-old boys and girls that gets, uh, that gets picked up at the na national level and um, for those, you know, for, for obviously players that's been selected for the provincial team, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. be aware of these players representing their provinces as small school representatives. Excellent. So, so no one will fall through the net here. Um, Herman, I want to move over to you. Um, rugby is, a, is such a specific game and it's a game for all shapes and sizes. So positional play is, is quite important. Do you have any standards, positional standards, that, that, that you guys use to compare players against the norm? Uh, DJ, thank you. Yes, uh, our aim is to standardize all assessments right across South Africa. In so doing, we will be able to compare the results. So what we've done is, uh, in our department, we've developed what we refer to as a talent identification manual. Now, that manual not, uh, will provide uh, national and positional standards uh, it will not only provide conditioning standards, but it also give uh, good account on uh, the positional skills standards that exist. And that uh, talent identification manual is available at unions or it could be obtained from SRAD. Excellent. Uh, Herman, I want to stay with you. Um, uh, 
at school, obviously, especially at high school, you know, talented kids tend to to participate in more than one sport. You know, a lot of great rugby players were also uh, excellent cricket players at school. Um, is that advised, or, or sh- should should players specialize in only one sport? What 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 would you say would be the best course of action? Well, DJ, research has shown that um, rugby is not an early specialization sport like uh, gymnastics and uh, swimming, where you got to start early and specify only in one regiment. We actually advise that that players participate in other sporting codes as well because that gives them good development in other areas that could be beneficial to rugby uh, at the time. The other, the other important factor to keep in mind is that talented youngsters uh, is normally utilized by everybody, all sporting coaches at the school, which means that they're in high demand. Uh, uh, the various sporting coaches would want them, the athletic would want them, hockey would want them, uh, etc., but at the end of the, game, the, the day, the guy will choose rugby as his main sport of activity. And with all the experience that he had in other coaches, he might just become a hold or refined rugby player. So, yes, we do advise that uh, a player participate in more than one uh, sport during, during his development. Uh, we, 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 we entirely trust on the ability of schools to manage uh, uh, the participation in the various schools to ensure that the player uh, mm-hmm. doesn't participate uh, or rather uh, that the play time uh, in all those sports are, are, are sort of uh, managed well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Um, I want to go back to Nico for the next question. What happens if, for instance, a player misses his under-16 year, let's say due to injury, um, is there a possibility that he can still be part of the national system again after that? Oh, absolutely geared for that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we start uh, on recommendations by the provinces in the, in the latter part of their under-15 here. And should the player then be injured, of course, he's not going to be thrown out of the system. If you consider at any given time between EPD 1, 2 and 3 national squads, there's probably about 200 to 250 players involved in there. Now, some of them has never been to the EPD1 level, so there's absolutely scope to, to come in and prove yourself at your province, um, and that's why it's a five-year system. You know, in the provincial system, the EPD system, is if, we, if I say we've got 250, the provis- provincial system covers for about, just at level one and two, for about 800 boys. Um, so, you know, the chances of him... It's very, very slim. Of course, no system is perfect, but um, like I say, I think we've got a great footprint in the whole of the country to to ensure that that player that missed out will certainly be, be part uh, in the future, or even late developers. We're absolutely aware of it. Our strike rate is good. We um, Our under-20 team usually represents about 80% of players that's been picked up at under-15 and 16 level, but yes, there's also that 10 15% of players that joins later in EPD2 levels and even after school. I'm referring to someone like Marco von Staden. You know, he was in worst school backer. And I don't think he was in any of these uh, programs at the Lions, but yet he's, he's an absolute star of Springbok. Of course. And, and and on the other side of the scale, you'd probably find someone like Andre Pollard, who, you know, who already played for the, for the junior Springboks when he was still at school. And he was probably picked up quite early 
went to the Bulls, and we all know where that ended for him. Um, I mean, I want to go back to you, um, and and this is a contentious thing that that a lot of parents, you know, of under eighteen players talk about. It's the SA Schools team and the selection thereof. Um, some say that the SA Schools team is selected only on form at the under eighteen Craven Week, while others are of the opinion, you know, that that these players who have, have been picked up by the EPD squads earlier in their in their in their schooling career, you know, they make it into the team. Can you maybe just explain to us how does it work? How does the selection of the SA Schools team work, please? Yes, uh, SA Schools is part of the Elite Player Development Program. Yes, we do early identification and and that is a fact. But as previously explained, the system allows for, for, for various entry and exits as part of the system, uh, which, which means that a player that performs at Craven Week will still be considered for the, for the SA Schools team and be part of the squad. So uh, any player that performs at any level will be recognized regardless of whether that player is part of the current EPD squad. So uh, parents mm-hmm. should rest assured that if your player, if your son perform, he will definitely uh, be recognized, regardless of whether he's been part of uh, a previous EPD setup or not. Thanks, Herman. I want to go into a little bit of specifics before we start wrapping up, and that is looking at the difference between the various camps. So obviously, the under sixteens and the under seventeens, you know, they have different camps. What's the difference between these camps and what is what are the focus areas and and just elaborate a little bit on exactly what the boys are doing at these camps please Evan. uh the under 16 camp is our first contact opportunity with identified players uh during this camp uh we 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 built we start building what we refer to as a player profile the player profile consists of all the personal information of players and all the conditioning and rugby assessments that is done. The under-16 camp, therefore, have a strong focus on assessment. So it will thoroughly assess the players during their engagement, and the player, the player will leave there with the updated current status of that particular player. When the player arrives at the under-17 camp, the player will still be assessed. But since the under-17 camp is a little bit closer to SA schools, a stronger focus is placed on the introduction of the Saru High Performance Junior Player Blueprint. So uh, a larger focus will then uh, go to uh, rugby-related skills to support uh, the implementation of of the blueprint. Uh, The introduction of our inside the box concept will also take place during the second phase the inside the box concept is uh, uh, the ideal behavior of a springbok that is discussed within a national team concept uh, so the two camps uh, have synergy in that uh, it builds and develop a player profile that starts with under 16 uh, and as I've mentioned, under-16 will have a strong focus on assessment and introduction. And the under-17 then will take that profile further uh, and add mm-hmm. the implementation of the blueprint. So when the player leave the under-17 camp and the under-16 camp, that information is shared with himself, his school, 
and his union to ensure that we're able to intervene, intervene in areas where intervention is required. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Niku, uh, second last question is with you, and it's, it's more I want to find out. Let's talk about the importance of alignment between the various EPD levels. Yeah, of course, it's uh, you, when we set up this program five years ago with Rassi, it's obviously his brainchild, and we, we're very thankful for being part of it. And we come with experience, and um, it was basically to ensure that we de- holistically develop players and, and broaden our talent pool and also record what is in what is the talent coming through. Uh, Rassi said to me when he came back from from Ireland, he said... Um, he said, you know, he had no doubt in coming back because he believes that we have, and I agree with him, we have uh, probably 10 times the talent uh, available at our disposal, but it's to align that and to make sure that we all give the same message. So if we talk EPD 1, 2, and 3, our coaching manual, our way that we engage with the players are actually the same. And, and we're not there to to alter any player or any school's game plan per se. We, we we ensure that the player has his fundamental skills in place from handling to breakdown to continuity to tackle technique. I mean, we're not interfering uh, with any of the stakeholders a way of approach to play. We're just really strict on ensuring that all South African scrum offs, for instance, can pass a good pass from a line out or scrum can box kick can, um, you know, all players can steal a ball, whether you're a fullback or a prop. Um, so it's ensuring so that the content of our program is absolutely shared amongst the EPD 1, 2 and 3 level. And more importantly, and we are thankful that everyone bought in, or most people has bought in, um, is that we then relay that information down to our unions and, uh, and the union to the school. Um, like I say, it's not a threat because any coach has got a we're all coaches. We all have uh, beliefs in how we want to play. But this is just to make sure that that kid that enters any phase at any time mm-hmm. has got mm-hmm. has mastered the skill for his position and the general skills and the, obviously the fitness component that, that Herman has referred to. So mm-hmm. thankful for the alignment between national, provincial, and even schools. So, uh, yeah, so that is critical and it's working. So we are excited about the future. His top players coming through, and it is nice to see your your Pepsi Butelezis coming through and your Kate Volitas coming through, and you know, mm-hmm. in the picture since uh, since they were fifteen. Yeah, that's uh, it, it. It paints a good picture in terms of the planning, and I know there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. I want to I want to conclude, and I want to go over to Barry. Barry, thanks for your patience. Um, you you look after EPD level three. Um, when, when the players have finished their schooling, maybe you can just explain to us to us exactly where does it start and and what does it what does it entail? And you guys are busy with 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 something at the moment, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, DJ, thank you. Yes, we're currently in camp. Uh, the guys came in uh, last week Wednesday. Uh, so the third phase follows follows phase two, with the age group being under 19 and under 20 players. Uh, the aim for us is to and uh, as as it's same for the for the EPD one and two is to identify, assess, intervene, and monitor players uh, through through our phase and in order to prepare players for possible junior springbok selection and to identify and nominate players of, of national interest. So we generally we, we select about 40 players, 420 players, uh, to and invite them to our SRA Academy, which is based at, at the world-class uh, facility, Stellenbosch Academy of Sport. 
the players that that's not invited that's part of a wider wider squad uh, we then uh, monitor them remotely at the respective unions and intervene when necessary um we also see the the SRAG academy as a realistic pathway to the junior springboks as the players are identified in collaboration with our junior springbok coaches who also then coaches the players while at the academy uh, we also try to incorporate the Springbok coaches in our program as their program allows. Uh, this will then give our Springbok coaches the opportunity to work with the, the next generation of players coming through. Um, just an interesting fact, in, in 2019, we had 100% representation of the junior Springbok selection of players coming through the National Academy, uh, which was quite quite good. Um, and then uh, the National the Academy program consists of a three-month program running from April until June. And then we have alignment camp uh, that we shared the scheduled uh, to take place in November. Um, the idea with the November camp is uh, for the high performance team to work mostly with under 19 players uh, for you know, with the aim on possible selection for the SRA Academy in the following year. Uh, EPD3 also focuses on the holistic development as players are offered uh, time to study, uh, supported with educational universities, uh, tutors are arranged for them, mentorship, life skills, nutritional and media guidance are programs being offered. Um, and the SRAB Academy is made possible through the collaboration between Stellenbosch Academy of Sport, Supersport, SRAB Union and the Rugby Educational Foundation. Uh, we're very fortunate for these corporates uh, to support us in the development of, of our players. Thanks, Barry. Yes, it's it's good to to hear that you know a, a vital part of our of our young players' development as as people. You know the the educational part of it, and and the more holistic way of looking at you know that's 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 vitally important and almost as important as developing as a rugby player. Gentlemen, I wanna I wanna thank you for your time. It was a, a very interesting chat, and I think I think a lot of interesting comments were made, and hopefully this will give um you know people a. a clearer indication as to how our EPD program works and, and how we, from a young age, start preparing players to ultimately represent South Africa on the rugby field. I appreciate it and thanks for your time. Thank you for listening and please join us again for the next SA Rugby podcast. For more, click on springbox.rugby or check out our social media channels.